Welcome to Copyright Clearance Center's podcast series. I'm Christopher Keneally for Beyond the Book. It's Friday, June 30th, 2017. Our weekly guest on the show is Andrew Albanese, Publishers Weekly senior writer, who joins me today from his office in Manhattan. Welcome back, Andrew. Hey there, Chris. Well, you and I are heading straight into the 4th of July long weekend, a signal that summer has arrived here in the United States. And buzzkill or not, though, it's fall between the covers of Publishers Weekly. Last week, we heard about the titles heading for stores once September arrives. And this week, PW has more fall announcements, but this time for our ears, not our eyes. That's right. In Monday's issue, we are going to have our fall audio announcements. And as you might imagine, the audio announcements issue for us has actually been a a fast-growing feature. Uh, And that's because audio itself is on the rise, posting really strong gains month over month and year over year. In fact, uh, I think it was just this month, the AAP released its 2016 results for the entire year, uh, later than this year than they have in the past. And digital audio was up about 25% over 2015. So if you're looking for some great books to listen to, in addition to read, you can check out Monday's issue or check out the PW website. They'll be listed there as well. Well, you know, we have caught on to that story as well here at Beyond the Book and have featured audiobooks in a number of episodes recently, including one earlier this month, uh, uh, looking at the last 25 years in audiobooks. So listeners can check that out as well. But Andrew, you mentioned the 2016 sales figures from the Association of American Publishers. And, and you know, you've been on the road so much recently, you haven't had a chance to tell us more about those numbers. So after some talk about print sales coming back over the last two years, the 2016 numbers were somewhat disappointing. Tell us more. Yeah, so I think overall, the publishers in the AAP Stat Shop program, which are the stats that we're talking about here, they reported a revenue decline for 2016 of about 6.6%. So AAP is going to have another report in the coming months that are going to factor in more publishers. But overall, it really wasn't great news for 2016. Uh, I believe the final revenue came in at about $14.25 billion, and that was down from uh, about $15.25 billion in 2015. Now, the print story continues to be pretty good news. Uh, print book sales, again, showed a little bit of growth in virtually every category, uh, paperback, hardback, etc. Uh, on the other hand, ebook sales dipped. Again, down about 14% for the year. Uh, and you can read more about these numbers on the Publishers Weekly website. Uh, we'll be talking about the AP report again in the coming weeks. But the numbers are a little sobering. Uh, and you know, aside from the, the big bright spot there, which, of course, as we just talked about, was uh, digital audiobooks, which are surging in popularity. All right. Well, when Beyond the Book continues, Andrew Albanese offers his highlights from the American Library Association conference that concluded on Tuesday in Chicago. I'm Christopher Keneally. Publishers Weekly Radio has the very best in book talk directly from New York City, the heart of the book publishing world. I'm Mark Rotella, Senior Editor at Publishers Weekly. And I'm Rose Fox. I'm a Senior Reviews Editor at Publishers Weekly. Join us every Friday for a full hour of exciting author interviews, best-selling books, and expert reports on the nuts and bolts of publishing. Every week, we make sure that you have the inside story of your favorite story. Take a listen at publishersweekly.com slash pwradio. 
I'm Christopher Keneally for CCC's Beyond the Book with Andrew Albanese of Publishers Weekly in New York. We are running down the news in publishing and books on Friday, June 30th, 2017. As part of your work, Andrew, you cover libraries and librarians who mean so much to authors and publishers, and that meant an assignment to travel to Chicago to cover the ALA conference over the past weekend. What are some of the highlights you're going to share in that Monday report? Yeah, well, overall, it was a really strong conference this year with some real A-list speakers on the program uh, and a lot of energy in the sessions. As the outgoing ALA Executive Director Keith Fields said, uh, one of the challenges, I think, from the Trump administration, and there have been a few for libraries, one of the, the things that the challenge has done, I should say, from the Trump administration is really focus librarians. Uh, and I definitely saw that. That was certainly on display in Chicago, uh, where over 22,000 librarians gathered, so pretty good numbers there, too. Uh, as to the highlights, most notably on Tuesday, Hillary Clinton gave the closing keynote, and she had some words of encouragement for librarians, uh, as you might imagine. Uh, she called Donald Trump's proposal to eliminate the Institute for Museum and Library Services, as well as most federal funding for libraries and deep cuts to other agencies, uh, including the elimination of the National Endowment for the Arts, the National Endowment for the Humanities, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. She called those moves short-sighted and deeply disturbing, uh, and she noted that those cuts would disproportionately harm rural and underserved communities. And of course, I think she's right about that. But the challenge goes beyond party, she said. It's really not about politics. It really is who we are as Americans, what we stand for, and the values that we've inherited, and the values that we're going to pass along. Well, let's uh, hear uh, Hillary Clinton herself uh, say just those very points. As librarians, once again, you have to be on the front lines of one of the most important fights we have ever faced in the history of our country, the fight to defend truth and reason, evidence and facts. And you have to help us wage that fight one book at a time, one library at a time, one person at a time. Well, indeed, Andrew, if President Donald Trump has them feeling besieged, then librarians uh, clearly took pretty well to private citizen Hillary Clinton and those very warm words. Yeah, it was it was a really strong speech, I thought. But Hillary wasn't the only big name at the show this year. There were a lot of personal highlights for me. I, I got to meet Colson Whitehead and Matthew Desmond. Uh, they were on hand in Chicago to collect their Carnegie medals from the ALA, and they can toss those awards on the pile with their Pulitzers and other awards they've won. Uh, Colson Whitehead for his novel, The Underground Railroad, and Matthew Desmond for his book about housing in the U.S. called Evicted. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker was also there to announce her first pick as honorary chair of the ALA's new book club Central, and an online platform that will host materials for book clubs around the country. Uh, Parker's first pick for the club was a debut novel called No One Is Coming to Save Us by Stephanie Powell Watts. It was published in April by Echo, I believe, which is a HarperCollins in print. Uh, now, now, I confess it isn't like I'm a Sex in the City fan or a big fan of Sarah Jessica Parker's, but uh, I have to say her, her speech was terrific. Um, I, she really spoke warmly of her love of books and reading and her support for libraries, so I, I kind of became a fan listening to her talk at ALA. Uh, but the highlight for me, the personal highlight, uh, 
was I got to spend some time on the show floor with the Librarian of Congress, Carla Hayden, who we've spoken about on this show quite a bit. And I can tell you that she is every bit the rock star that she's been sort of portrayed to be in a lot of reporting. And it was a lot of fun and very interesting to be on the floor uh, and watch her just be mobbed by librarians who really do view her as a hero and watch how gracious she was in, in talking with everybody. So I'll have a little bit more on Carla Hayden uh, in the coming weeks. So you can check that out on the Publishers Weekly website and in the magazine. Uh, and one other thing I should mention, groundbreaking crime writer Sarah Paresky. She might have given the, the speech of the conference at the Carnegie Awards ceremony. She was the featured speaker there. And she delivered like quite a talk about our current publishing and information environment and really gave a clarion call to attendees to stand up for truth and reason. And I'll quote her here. She said, we are living in an age of rage, lies, and willful stupidity. The 24-hour news cycle keeps us on the brink of hysteria with tales of terrorists, pizza parlor pedophilia rings, the imminent imposition of Sharia law in our nation, ISIS, climate change, and a horrific number of gun deaths. And she went on to note that the person who puts out the most compelling narrative out of all these jostling fragments is the person who will control what we think, say, and ultimately do. And she warned that when we don't check for facts and don't pay attention to the whole arc of an event long enough to build a reliable narrative, we are at the mercy of unreliable narrators. Her whole speech is great. I hope to actually feature her whole speech in an upcoming issue of PW. It was a real barn burner, as my dad used to say, though I'm not really sure what that means and what burning barns has to do with anything. Well, Andrew, actually, I looked it up in the dictionary. Barn burner, an occasion that arouses much interest or excitement, such as every Friday when Andrew Albanese, Publishers Weekly senior writer, joins me on Beyond the Book. Andrew, thanks for your report today and have a great Independence Day weekend. <laughs> you too, Chris. All right. Coming up next on Beyond the Book, it's unlikely your bag of books for summer reading includes a dictionary, but word lovers and Scrabble players can spend lots of time curled up with such a volume. As keynote speaker at the PubWest 2017 conference in Portland, Oregon this past winter, Aaron McKean noted that dictionaries have stood in the vanguard of publishing ever since the first English dictionary appeared in 1604. The founder of WordNick.com, the world's biggest online dictionary, McKean says her professional goal is to make every word in the English language look upable, including the more than half of unique English words that aren't currently in any dictionary. But it turns out, much to my chagrin, that most of the words you learned in your lifetime, you've never looked up in a dictionary. Most people, most normal people, get a general idea of what a word means largely through context. And a dictionary is basically a last resort that you go to when you just can't figure out what a word means or when you want to win an argument by pointing to some authority. <laughs> Dictionaries on the cutting edge, next on Beyond the Book. Beyond the Book is produced by Copyright Clearance Center, a global leader in content management, discovery, and document delivery solutions. Through its relationships with those who use and create content, CCC and its subsidiaries RightsDirect and Ixis drive market-based solutions that accelerate knowledge, power publishing, and advance copyright. Beyond the Book co-producer and recording engineer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. I'm Christopher Keneally. Join us again soon on Beyond the Book. 